0: Welcome to the Pirate Radio Podcast, featuring special guests discussing a wide range of topics and personal stories. The Pirate Radio Podcast is presented by White Claw Hard Seltzer. Nothing tastes quite like it. Visit whiteclaw.com today. White Claw Hard Seltzer, proudly distributed by Coastal Beverage. Please drink responsibly. Now live from the Pirate Radio Studio, here's Shirley Rhodes. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Pirate Radio Podcast featuring Troy Dreyfus and a couple of guys from the ECU jungle. The Pirate Radio Podcast is brought to you by White Claw Hard Seltzer. On today's podcast, Troy D. will have a great discussion with Brian Dilday, who is behind the legend of the megaphone, and Jared Plummer. You may know him on social media. On Twitter, especially at ECU Jungle. Sit back and relax. Today's Pirate Radio podcast, presented by White Claw Hard Seltzer, starts right now.
1: And welcome in to a very special edition of the Pirate Radio podcast. Great to be here with you today, hosting once again Troy Dreyfus alongside a couple special guys, a couple big time pirate fans. Wanted to feature them. Really, for the first time uh, in this type of format, and these guys uh, with baseball being so hot right now for East Carolina, what a great way to feature ECU baseball from the fans' perspective. So I brought a couple of heavyweights in, and even if you don't know these guys personally, you may know what they do or what they're about or how they engage. At the stadium or more importantly, the jungle. First, let me welcome in Brian Dilday. Brian, you may not know, but you've probably heard him in the stadium if you've Mm -hmm. ever been to a game or you've seen his megaphone. Brian Dilday is one of the founders and originators of the left field megaphone crew. And uh, Brian, good to see you. Good to see you as well, Troy. We'll have, Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. We'll have more on the story of the the legend of the meg- megaphone coming up in a little bit. And also joining us, uh, Jared Plummer, who is a longtime pirate, too, has an interesting story. And uh, Jared's presence is more noticed on social media. He is behind the handle at ECU Jungle. And we'll talk about the history of that and how it kind of just started as something fun. It's taken a little bit of a life of its own. So a, uh, big, we've got someone that's involved Verbally and someone that's involved with their keyboard, <laughs> right. uh, so to speak. But, Jared, good to see you. Welcome to the studio. Yeah, we're pumped to be here, man. All right. Well, let me start with you, Brian, because I have a history with you that dates back to the 90s. We were in school together. Yes. And I was talking about, someone was asking me about um, you last weekend. And I said, you know, they were like, I didn't know you. I was like, look, I know, Brian, we, we've we've been through many journeys together and uh, many, many games together. I said, and I will tell you this about Brian Dilday. Brian Dilday is the exact same guy today who he was 20, (laughs) 30 years ago. He just has a little more responsibility. He has a few more kids than maybe I knew of back then. Four kids later, you know, got the the great wife. (laughs) But, But who you are as a person, I'm like, that was what Dilday was doing that in college. And he's still doing it now. Like, you're, you're very consistent, i got to say.
2: And I was also doing it when I was growing up as a kid. Yeah. I mean, my dad coming with my brothers and sister and mom and dad to the games. I mean, yeah. this has been a lifetime thing. I was joking
1: with Jared before our uh, our program, and I said, Brian Dilday, the Peter Pan of ECU <laughs> athletic fans. <laughs> he <laughs> stayed the same. He's never grown up. He stayed the same age, but he's consistent. But now, so this thing, you, you have, when did you start? 'Cause I remember you were always a crazy fan in college. We all thought there was something wrong with you in That's college. And, and I think we were right. There probably is. But um, but you just had a huge passion. I mean, and we kinda you know, the folks that were really into it back in the nineties, like us, we all, you know, part of the student pirate club helped yes. get that off the ground. We all knew each other and we were all friends. But I don't when did you start the megaphone deal? How did that get started?
2: Well, were you a cheerleader? I was not. My wife was. Okay.
1: He's a flyer, as you
2: can tell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it started when they opened up clark LeClaire Stadium. The first made the transition from Harrington Field. Yes. yes. So the first game, I was I already it's always a uh, day that I'm taking off from work. So when they opened up the new stadium, opening day, they're opening up with the Claire uh, tournament and I was over helping my wife do a little uh, tumbling classes at her chair gym at the time and I was got ready to lock up and leave and when I was lo- going out of her office I looked over in the corner and it was sitting there a <laughs> megaphone An aura. and I was like what do I do for these people to be able to Understand and be able to hear us because you know back at Harrington there was about seven hundred fifty to a thousand people in the stands, yeah, and then bad, the rest yeah. would be in the jungle. Right. So I'm like, how do we make this connection? And I saw that megaphone, and said, "All right, let's go with it." So, yeah. so you it just kind of spur the moment. Now, I, didn't they used to kind of give
1: you grief about bringing a megaphone into the game? Not at ECU. Okay, at other I've, places they do. Other
2: places, many times frowned upon.
1: <laughs> yes, very. So they much never so. said anything to you about ECU no. about bringing a megaphone.
2: And honestly. I was going to do it for that one game. Uh-huh. We ended up winning it. I want to say it was one nothing or two one. Um, it was against Michigan the first game. I think it was one nothing, and the team they came out. We called out the jumps because we were always doing certain things yeah. even before that. So they come out and they jump, and I'm like, guys, here, I'm here for you, one and done. Mm-hmm. I was going to put it down, and all the players uh trevor daryl Horn, mark minikazi all i'm like oh heck no you're doing this every game and i'm like got it so from so it then just, on it, it just kind
1: of worked as an organic thing now i gotta tell you i've looked at this thing and it looked you know it has the old school Strutt and pd the pirate it has the pirate script this looks like the is this the original megaphone
2: it is an original megaphone at that one of my wife's cheerleaders parents were at a pirate club auction they purchased it and they gave it to her that year for like a Christmas present. So that way,
1: you could have it all the time. You didn't have to keep
2: borrowing, right? Didn't yeah. have to, you had to return it. it back then.
1: Yes, yeah. Otherwise, it would've been stolen property. <laughs> so this so this megaphone, and you've got uh, hundreds of signatures on this thing, which oh, is pretty yes. cool. So This thing's been through some wars, um, <laughs> <Yeah>. so. <laughs> Interesting story on on the megaphone. You've had other people now join you in this journey. So like like the Pied Piper, you start, but now others have said, hey, I want to be part of the megaphone crew too. Mm -hmm. And I noticed other guys bring their megaphones in and it's become a thing over the years.
2: Well, the way that started, we traveled a state. We go to the, go and we're at the state game. We jump out up on them early and I'm using the megaphone and I'm yelling at them. But to go into the stadium, the lady looks at me at the ticket counter. She's like, you can't bring that in there. I'm like, well, I talked to my AD, he said I could. And so she's like, okay, go ahead, walk on in. So we get in there about the third inning of uh, us yelling in the megaphone. Uh, One of Wake County Sheriff's department guys came down and said, "Uh, sir, you can't use that in here. And I'm like, okay, no problem. This stadium, I know it's an engineering school, but, you know, it's not quite the biggest stadium, so it was no problem for us to be nice and loud. Well, later on in that game, ECU ended up going down, and a girl goes walking by and she had some nice things or not so nice things written on a back of a like a pizza box or something and so i picked it up and i started yelling at her sheriff comes back he's like i told you so he took it from me, and i told him i said look it's an antique he said it'll be waiting for you at the uh back at the gate when you go to leave and i said you promise he's like yes and so he's like all right well three days later on my steps from a uh Anonymous Pirate Club member, they said, keep doing what you're doing. Six megaphones were in that box. We will always buy you more megaphones. Just keep doing what you're doing. I have no idea which Pirate Club member wow. it was, huh. but I took them out to the jungle. I passed them out to all the other guys to start it, and then that's how they started to grow. And you, so you
1: brought the megaphone in studio, and I've seen it a thousand times. I've never actually yelled or talked into it until today. <laughs> yeah. And I, you know, it really is amazing just how it projects your voice i, d- I joked around with the guys in the studio almost made them go deaf uh but it, it's incredible how loud that thing is and oh, as yes. i said even if you've attended a game they don't know you personally they've heard you in the grandstands before very much so yes yeah. so all right so that's the story on how the megaphones got started in left field I, and i want to ask this i was going to save it for later but while we're talking to you right now i want to get this i have a favorite brian dilday megaphone moment what is your when you look back over the years and you've been here a long time what is your favorite moment with uh with this megaphone.
2: Well one of the most famous is definitely gonna be <laughs> the Duane Williams home run catch. That's it. That is definitely the most <laughs> famous folks that one that
3: don't know, cares, he tells everybody about it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> caught caught the ball, the home run with the
2: megaphone. That was fan it was like it was almost like magic. Is top 10? Yeah. It was the yeah. ESPN top ten. Yes, and it was publicized <laughs> yes. nationally. Kids come running into the bedroom, waking up, Corinne and I is like, Mom, Dad, Dad's on TV and uh, we all go out to the well, I saw it you know, when it happened. And yeah. I knew it would be a local story, yep. but
1: when it was on ESPN, it kind of took it to the next I saw it that morning. We put it out there on our social media. Yeah. I was
2: like, oh, my God. I remember texting you going, are you aware of this? Like, <laughs> <laughs> my wife ended up being my full-time media specialist <laughs> that day yeah. because— Radio people, TV people, yeah. just people all around with Twitter and everything were kind yeah. trying to get in touch with me. I think I did
1: have you on the show that day, my yeah. old program. Yeah. We,
2: had, we had a guy from Australia reach out like, this was just so cool. So.
1: <laughs> That's awesome. All right. So, um, Brian Dilday here in studio with us. Also, Jared Plummer. Jared, your story's a little different. You're also an East Carolina guy. Yep. Attended school, what, in the late 90s?
3: Yep, 99 uh, to 04.
1: All right. So... You, uh, I don't know, did y'all know each other in college or no?
2: I was leaving the athletic
3: training program and he
2: was coming in. All right.
1: That's right.
3: So, yeah. you're, so there was a couple years, what year did you
2: graduate? I
3: graduated in 97. Yeah, so we had mutual friends in yep. the pro sports medicine program, but we were not, we never, we were about a year and a half apart.
1: So you're taught at East Carolina, obviously an alum, yep. undergrad alum, and you were a assistant with So
3: I was a student trainer. Student trainer. So I worked with college athletics for a third of my life, essentially, after I lived in ECU. So you
1: started at East Carolina. Then you moved on to some other universities, continuing in that.
3: Yep. That's right. So I, I went to Southeastern Louisiana University for grad school, and then I was a baseball football athletic trainer at Maryland, football athletic trainer at Florida Atlantic, and then uh, my, I kind of ended my athletics as a football athletic trainer at Ole Miss.
1: And you came back to Greenville for some family reasons. Yep. mom had some health issues and, and uh, yeah.
3: moved back to Greenville, which is eastern North Carolina. But
1: you never lost your passion, obviously, for athletics or for, for baseball, yeah. which I get is baseball both you guys' favorites? So, uh, the big three, football, basketball, baseball. Would you consider baseball your favorite?
2: For me, yes. And it is for me as well. I mean, obviously, as a fan growing up, I mean, all the number of road trips that we went on together in those nice small vans in Detroit, mm-hmm. we remember them oh, yeah. very well. Yeah. But, uh, so Great we've stories, al- We've Brian. always had that passion. Thank God we didn't have cell phones back. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and the cameras at disposal. But it took a yeah. days to get, <laughs> yeah. get them back. I think I
1: still have some... Uh, back in the olden days, kids, you used to have to take the camera like, yeah. into the store and have film developed <laughs> yeah. to wind get up, pictures. To wind
2: it up to get a picture. <laughs> I think I still have some
1: of these photos, by the way, if if I start going through my stuff, you might be in big trouble. Oh, bro. yeah. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. But so would I. All right. Um so you came back, Jared, and yeah. you I remember meeting you and you sure. were just a, a fan I mean, we had talked, yeah. you were a fan of Pirate Radio, and you're yeah. like, hey, I remembered you coming, out. I think gosh, I think when it was. When you guys first
3: started. Yeah, here.
1: I think like, you like know, you I remember talking to you. I think even back out I'm really dating myself back in Ragazzi's guy no, yeah, talked to you. Is there. Exactly yeah, right. I, I can't believe yeah, I remember it that. But but hey, I remember every important fan. Yeah, sounds right. like <laughs> how I always say that. Thank you. Um but, so you you were out there supporting it, and then you decided. You know, everybody nowadays has a Facebook page sure. or Twitter, pa- you know, Twitter name or Twitter page. You you started what ECU Jungle mm-hmm. that as your like Twitter handle. Yep, as like yeah. an,
3: as a I have my own personal, but yeah, I to be frank with you, I, I came from some larger schools and I love their social media presence. Mm-hmm. And frankly, we just didn't have the resources, and that's okay. And uh, honestly, I felt like we needed something that was focused solely on baseball. You know, I do with some other ECU stuff, but but ECU baseball, I, I felt like man for the national. Presence we have on the program that needs to be sh- shown a lot more.
1: So you took it in your own hands. You're like, look, I, I want to publicize this program. I'm just going to do it on my own. Pers- on, on my own page. That yeah, I came up here. Much to the
3: chagrin of my wife, but um, but because initially she's like, how long? Are you just don't make this be like obnoxious. And we're now an obnoxious. <laughs> <movie>. <laughs> it's, it's now happening.
1: Don't, <laughs> don't let this turn into a thing. I know. That's, oh, that's I hear thing. it is a thing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, exactly well, it. and that's why I wanted to have you on because a lot of people, it's it's easy to have uh, Twitter you know page and do stuff but you take it very serious i mean this is not a business for you i no. should say you do this just as a fan just as a volunteer unless you'd like both to of you guys this ne- later, i want to be sure. clear yeah. either of you guys get paid to do what you no, do right absolutely no and,
2: and and how many games have y'all missed this if we can ever get a sponsor for that hey i'm all the way i'm always <laughs> open we can for discuss it. that i do <laughs> have four kids you know <laughs> one's in but,
1: college right? but you uh, rarely do you miss a game Really? You know, yeah, I think sure. you missed one because you had a coaching responsibility in little league,
2: yes. which I still would have lost a bet because I said, mm, "I bet you he
1: leaves his kids to come to ECU baseball."
2: Yeah. yeah, you know, we always talk about to my kids about being responsible. Yeah, and we will do everything we can to be at every game, but when it comes down to it, we're going to do what we're responsible to do on ourselves. Yeah, you still And, have say, and he
3: won't say yeah. much about it because he's exceptionally humble. Though he's loud, he's, I jokingly call him the mouth of the south. But he's a. Uh, but at the same time, the family dynamics of that family is absolute. Like family goals. Like the the way that they support their kids, and they got gosh knows you got your kids are all over the place with four or five or seven of them. But um, no, the fact that the focus is on the family, and of course, you know, you get out to easy, look. I've got a picture, and actually, I found it the other day um, of you wearing your uh, wearing your khakis and a pull up, like coming right from church, and then on a megaphone. I've got, I'll yeah. shoot it to you. But it's, it's, it's amazing to see how you do everything.
1: So, and, and obviously, kids are kids are a big part of that, and they're coming. They're huge ECU fans too. Yeah. So you started. You know the 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 site just with the goal to publicize the program. How long ago was that? Uh, Twenty
3: eighteen. All right, so it hadn't March. been that it hadn't been that long. No, no, three years. But you
1: now, like I saw you out there this weekend, and you're constantly recording <laughs> yeah. and videoing and picture and trying to put as much. You know, I had I was out there for pirate radio. I had an extra battery pack, and I mm-hmm. had this cord hanging out in my pants that most people didn't know what yeah. it was, but. Sorry, it's okay. that, that can be taken the wrong that's way right. out of context. But Jared, you had the same cord, that's and you're right. like, "Hey, look, I got yeah. one too." Yeah. You know? I'm we, just saying, we both we had d- cords dangling
2: from our pants. <laughs> we had but a lot of which, fun with that with the megaphones. Yeah. If right. you'd have made a comment which, like this, was extra battery pack.
1: <laughs> that's exactly right. Yeah. Sometimes you know, it's not the size of your, you know, <laughs> it's the size of your cord. Right. It's how that's big, that's the, that's big the battery is. Yeah. Is what they like to say. But anyway, so what? What were you? You're just trying to capture as much as you can. Yeah. So a
3: couple things. So first off, you never know when that moment's going to happen, right? And uh, and at the same time when i started the account uh, i wanted to engage media national media uh, baseball american and, and like aaron fit and you know the d1 mm-hmm. guys and uh, and we've been fortunate enough to be able to reach out to some of those guys but with some of the videos frankly and, and i'll you'll tag the guys and if you get a retweet well then these guys have you know 20 30, followers right. and so yeah I'm, essentially I'm, I'm recording every bit like for instance a leadoff. Um, batter, I'm using recording. If we've got a runner's scoring position, I'm using recording. Mm-hmm. Um, if we know there's a, a record coming up, I'm using recording. Isn't
1: it stressful though? I mean, like because it's hard for you to sit back and just relax and enjoy the game now. Yeah. Right? So, uh, but I'll say this:
3: yes, to a point, it's become a little. It can be a little overwhelming. But uh, look, I really, to be honest, I'm not looking at the screen. So there's some that I'm, I'm out of focus or out of whatever. Yeah. I don't care. Like I'm I'm yeah. I'm all in on the game. And to be honest with you, there's some. I mean, I'm holding my megaphone and I've got. I mean, we're giving it at, giving it to them, and then still recording some. So now yeah.
1: you recently had a baby. I thought that would slow you down, but I was out there and I said <laughs> the baby just comes right along. Listen, right th- there,
3: just like just like the dildays. We we allow our two. We've got a two year old son and a ten week old daughter, and uh, we are allowing them to be a part of their family. So they need to learn. This is what we do. <laughs> so yeah, they've been awesome,
2: and what, we trained them well. That's we, right. sho- we showed we showed how to do it. That's hey, right. get the little carry-on, put the carry. baby in, just snuggly.
3: Then, oh, yeah. They get right to sleep. <laughs> do you think this is
1: a tradition you'll pass down your kids? Like, well, little dill day, one day... Pa- will you pass the megaphone to the next generation, and will you pass the Twitter account on? It's like, will the kids keep this going? Right. Do you think?
2: Bubba already has his <laughs> megaphone. And for instance, I couldn't be there at the send off for the Pirates. Uh-huh. Bryson was there with his megaphone, and he was giving the uh-huh. team all the cheers that he could. That's he started purple
3: gold. I saw a video yeah. of it just on the it's
1: way. Probably him. one of your finest moment, proudest moments as a dad. I'm yeah,
2: sure. I just got the chills. <laughs> it's pretty awesome. It's pretty cool to see. Uh,
1: what are your favorite moments in ECU history? Not you know per. Personally, that you guys were involved in, but just like that, you saw that you think back, man. EC baseball, this was my highlight. We'll start with you, Jerry.
3: Oh, I hope you're going to start with him. It's hard, you know. There's certain scenes you can see glimpses of. Uh, Look, that 2019 regional. Um, that was a top five moment for me, and, and I've been a part of some cool experiences uh, working job before. But uh, no, to be honest with you, not just the dog pile, but what I can see, and, and I've, thank God I took a video of it. and I shared a lot is when we did the call out for the whole team in twenty nineteen, like the jungle jump, and the, jump, whole, and the team, whole team ran out. Yeah, I've like I've got that, and they're running right at you. That's to be that's because I think that he, in 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 Cliff, I love his uh how he said you know omaha is is not it's not the destination it's the mindset and the frame Mm -hmm. of mind i feel like that group of guys just spraining at you and knowing they're giving all their emotion because that's what we do back to them that's that's a that's probably mine
2: mine would be going to Mm kinston and it was for the conference tournament and the team they were like so many of the pirate teams are the underdog but they came through and they won it and they won it for one reason coach LeClaire was in the white van yeah and after that the team took the coolers and went and threw it on top of the van yeah, and just cool. doused it. I mean, it just that's that's one of those moments. It yeah. almost brings tears to my yeah. eyes thinking about the love that, that they right. have for Coach Leclerc and just all the coaches it, that they've had.
1: I know. I was thinking about that. It's funny you mentioned that because I was thinking about uh, Keith a lot this week mm-hmm. and yeah. what, and especially we had uh, Cliff on the on PRL yes. on Monday and talking about the history and what his legacy with that. It, it, Keith was his, was his coach and mm-hmm. what it means. And as I said, he was the first. Coach, to come here and say, "Hey, we're we're gonna get to Omaha. We're gonna compete for a national championship." And it, people didn't like that. That was belief. Like, okay, well, he's gonna figure out a way to do it. Yeah. Like, but no one had ever. I'd never heard a coach say that at ECU before. Before him, but I was thinking about it, and I was like, I wish we had. That's the one downside of, you know coach Claire predates pirate radio yeah, and predates all these smartphones and everything right where we don't have nowadays we've got so much audio and video of cliff Gowen and yeah. all these coaches and it's all archived and we can you know hopefully go you back you don't to have those nuggets of we m- don't have all that like yeah. there's yeah. so many sound bites that out I, and I, I remember interviewing keith and he was always so gracious and just so mm-hmm. one of the nicest people i've ever met yeah. honestly in athletics and I always wonder, man, what would have happened if if he didn't get sick? You know, I mean, I, I firmly believe he would have taken this program to, to Omaha. I don't think there's any question about it. But and and, I, and who knows where? I mean, he might be a major league baseball coach sure. by now. I mean, he definitely possible. could I mean, have he,
2: been at another university yeah, as well. I mean, yeah. he was already being very sought after. He was going to be successful wherever he yes. was. But. I just wish we had
1: more of his audio and video, well, and because because yeah. it was a different time, and it was it, as I said, it was a lot harder to to get than it is yeah, now. Right.
3: So I was a student trainer his last year with baseball, his last year um, that he was in the dugout, and I'll tell you something. Just one of the memories I have of Coach DeClaire was that look, genuinely one of the one of the kindest men I've ever been around. Um, that being said, when he's on the field, he was so intense mm-hmm. and in intent. Um, and his his ability and and there's a couple video clips I've seen and you can see him like so focused on what he wants to say with his words he was so good at delivering a message, but he wasn't a a screamer yeller but, right but everybody knew what he was saying it was is he had
1: he was it, kind of very i mean i remember him being very soft spoken kind sure. of had a voice like Dilday a little bit scratchy you know, <laughs> like, you, know, yeah. you know but it wasn't you know but when he talked it it mattered
3: it was very intent
1: yeah uh so the history of the jungle what what do you guys think you know we date we all date back to the harrington field days where the jungle was the jungle you back up your truck to the 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 fence i was reminiscing with that over the weekend with people how you know now it's really the berm more than the jungle should they you know would it have been cool if they still could have backed up trucks to the fence you know what do you think about the new jungle versus the old jungle
2: well, whenever we heard that the trees were coming down in the old jungle, I was like, okay, let me get some chains and let me tie myself. Because we had that one tree out there. The, it was the sweep tree. The sweep tree, that's right. It's where all the brooms would go up. And I was like, you know what? If I'm going to protect any tree, this is, this is this is where I am this putting is my, my life down. Yeah. This is my hill, and I'm not going he's, down. He's like one of those Greenpeace people. <laughs> Who knew? Who's a tree hugger? I never knew. Yeah. <laughs> never knew. But, you know, they told it. It's one of those words that you hear you gotta you gotta trust us the day you gotta trust us and I'm like alright I'm gonna trust you and the first thing they said you see these little trees <laughs> these little saplings? The saplings well in 15 years they're gonna be nice and big well they didn't lie cause those trees do provide a lot we of we just talked nice about that this earlier there. this season we were like man do yep. you, you know, I was,
1: was looking back at them from the stadium this week, uh, this past weekend realizing god those things are really big now you're right yes. they were very small yep. when they were planted yep. it yeah. is amazing how big they've gotten
3: it's been awesome I look so I mean and, and I, I know Tony Brown and, and Charlie Martin some of those guys that were you know started the original jungle late 70s and early 80s I was um, Charlie Martin's uh, son and I were good friends in college so I had a chance to kind of be around those guys throughout sc- uh, college and back when they, they had the old uh, grandstands that they mm-hmm. built you know on in center field but um, it, it's been cool to see you know in the jungle parking lot obviously you have we, we generally call the old jungle those guys over there in, in the corner and then, and then you've got you know different patches of people throughout yeah. the centuries and or the dec- uh, decades right um, it's been cool to
1: see. Yeah, and really the jungle's kind of two parts. You've got the stadium in the yeah, stadium sure. there where you guys are a lot, standing room only, and then you have the parking lot, yeah. jungle parking lot, which is fun too, which parties. is kind of a different. Yeah, that's I mean, and both of them have great atmospheres. That's right. But uh, that's for
2: the other two thousand people that didn't get tickets. <laughs> that's where, they that's hang where out. they're watching, it, <laughs> yeah, hanging out, listening right. to the game, and it's a good
1: time. And I mean, we, <laughs> yes. we're out there. I mean, and a lot of times they'll have TV set up, and yes. you know, you can you can
3: literally watch the game in the jungle yeah. on TV too. Or or you run from you know you got the the replay or something you sprint out you know there's like a, like a, delay. a minute delay. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. That's a lot of fun. All right. So what's the future hold for you guys? Where do you, where do you, you just keep doing what you're doing or what, what are the future plans?
2: Yeah. As long as, uh, as long as God just keeps me healthy and keep it going, I'll be out That's there. Right. I don't see me, uh, slowing down anytime soon. Yeah. um, I got Bubba's already started we've got other friends and other families the other day when we were leaving the game I had a, a dad and his daughter they're walking out of the stadium and she had her little megaphone and she had signatures on it and the dad is like look you want to get a picture this is the guy with the original cool. megaphone and I said yeah let me go grab my megaphone and we put them side by side and the dad took the picture of it and I was just that was so cool because I was like we were comparing signatures yeah. <laughs> I had a few more than she did but I was like you got to start somewhere but now i get to just watch bubba i have no i have no doubt he'll keep it going as long and i and even now this past uh sunday night's game that was the first game i truly went first Mm -hmm. inning to last inning in quite some time. So when you called me on Monday and I couldn't talk, yeah. that was the reason why. Typically, I'll take a couple of innings off. Yeah, yeah. and uh, and you, then you head were, back out. You were in
1: championship mode. That's yes. right. well, it's yeah, I up it was funny because whatever it takes, whatever it
3: takes. Woke up that Monday morning, I was like, God, this is what field day sounds like. every morning. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> so this is it. I mean, actually, when Call you called me, I, know, I, was I Called like, Jared. It. I said, Is this Brian? <laughs> like, no, but I
1: feel all right. All right. So how, how much would it mean for you guys to be able to not only see East Carolina go to to Omaha, but maybe I would assume even be there.
2: Well, we're going to do the next step, and we're going to be in Nashville. And so we're going to do everything we can. And all you can ever do is give it your best. And we're going to give our best to cheer on those Pirates, support the Pirates, because I see the passion in them, and it's the same passion that I've always had, too. And we are going to do our part to help move them on to the next uh, next step. And that's going to be Omaha, because that is the next step at this point, going into the Super Regional.
3: You U.S., what's the next step? I mean, about say, I don't know. we're going to leave around 3 o'clock tomorrow afternoon and drive 9 hours. Um, I know you've got, a, you've got a little league game. we
2: got a little league game. So it was, once that game ends, now it is the final 30 games so once that game ends we're jumping in the van we're driving on so wow you'll
1: be there all night through all the whole <laughs> night hey yeah. whatever it
3: takes all yeah. in, you know, baby. it's one th- like i told you earlier we'll if we can make it work we're gonna do it yeah yep, we all got tickets on out the outfield yep. uh, we're gonna we've, we've got posters because we know i've already spoken to the ticket office no megaphones allow but um we got posters but they allow posters so those are gonna be our megaphones we plan on being the outfield all right
1: awesome well i have juggled my schedule around so i can be out there too so i'll come visit you guys out there and, go. we'll uh, have I
3: mean, a poster we'll, we'll do, for you we'll do yeah. a quick we'll
1: do a quick Quick interview uh, for pirate radio out there for our social media. We're going to be doing a lot of on location reports there, so I'll have to get you guys back for that. But uh, this has been really cool. The yeah. history of the megaphone, the history of uh, at ECU Jungle, how it all started. Uh, and would uh, you ever imagine like taking a break from this? Like, does it wear you out?
3: Yeah. And in, uh, in in the uh, how about this? Let's let's take a break uh, in July. Yeah, I yeah. want to go straight through. It may
1: go dormant for a few months. Yeah, uh, let, let us on catch our breath, but not.
3: But then recruiting kicks
2: back in, right? Yeah. In summer League. But uh, imagine, so,
1: you know, one sport, but this baseball is the sport for you guys.
2: It is. But let's go back to the 90s, whenever they were redoing Menjis. Where they get the Menjis Maniacs' name from? You're welcome. There you mm-hmm. go. And I, mean, I, as always, there's more people. We can't For list sure. all the people that are in our group. It's, it's not just Jared. It's not just me. It's not just Troy. Yeah. But there's so many people along the way that have that passion, and we find each other, and we wherever we go, football games, basketball That's games, right. baseball games, of course, and we find each other and we go cheer our boys That's on. That's
1: right. Before the Main Act, and we were the original group. Yes, uh, there was a coach. It was after Mike Steele. Um, Head Coach Dooley. The, uh, uh, Vendorarian? Yeah. With a Yeah, but I'm trying to think because we named. We Eddie Payne. Payne. Eddie we named it The original, yep. that's it. Yep. The original Mengy we called ourselves the House of Payne. House of uh, Payne, yes. P-A-Y-N-E yep. <laughs> for Eddie Payne. And yep. we were the ones that stood half court. Yep. yep. And we, we started that group and it was me and a bunch of my friends. Dilday, you were a part of it. Um, And we were just a small group that went every basketball game, stood at half court. And it got bigger as time went on. And Eddie Payne was the coach when that started. Well, when he left... He was one of the few coaches that got hired away mm. in this program. Maybe the <laughs> only coach that ever got hired away. What a legend. First he here to, to die. Yeah, that's right. We are like, well, we can't call ourselves the House of Pain anymore. So I remember we, we huddled and we came up with a new— We were like, all right, what's going to stay? They're, they're probably not going to change the name of the right. Coliseum. Although
3: you never know. You yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. never money comes out. So, yeah. You never know what happens.
1: Money talks, that's but right. we felt, all right, let's call ourselves something else. And we ended up coming up with Minji's Maniacs, which it doesn't matter who the head coach is then.
2: I, mean, but, I can write him a check, but it's not going to go <laughs> quite you know, you're so far. To wait twenty <laughs> to thirty years of cash. Is, right? What would they be called? if uh, Dil- I'm afraid what they'd be called if Dilday was in charge. It hey, might be the Bryson
3: uh, Bryson bundles, the Dilday Ding Dongs. Yeah. It's been worse. That being said, we know it's interesting you say that because in '99 when I came on board, I was one of those guys. that was, a, was standing up in a group of students. So like, you know, talking about the passing down the torch. Of course, only I was only a couple years away from you guys, but I remember that. I didn't realize actually where it started from, but yeah. I remember when the Facebook group started. It was the slash minijim I like I remember. I, this I have
1: stuff. a uh, picture from the East Carolinian we're on the front page of it it's like students in the house of pain cool. you know yeah. you might have to check see if you're, you're probably yeah. in that with us but uh it was a lot of fun and we've had some good times it's good to see traditions continue for new students it's great to see you guys yeah Doing your parts, so you know not everybody can be a super fan, but you know every program is lucky to have theirs, and uh, I think you guys for baseball represent a lot of f- folks, especially in the jungle, what you do. And there's look, there's a lot of great fans out there. Like say, we're just fo- a small you know. representation. Oh, yeah, definitely, yeah. a much
3: much better group. You're, you're
1: because just with just better
2: with the five thousand that were there, I mean, I'd yeah. have to say about three thousand plus were still uh-huh. there at one a.m. Oh yeah, Insanity. whenever that game was in, coming to a wrap on Sunday, okay. I mean, it was just it was. A beautiful sight to see but what you guys do
1: is unique and uh, it's appreciated and i know uh, we wanted to feature it learn a little bit about it too the mm-hmm. history so i think yes. it's cool hopefully uh pirate fans enjoyed hearing from you guys brian dilday and jared Plummer. and uh we'll see you guys down at the super regional and hopefully talking omaha That's one it, of these eh? days soon yes sir so stay tuned for that that'll wrap it up for this edition i'll, I'll close it out with an official with the official <laughs> megaphone for the Part Radio Podcast. Purple. Gold. Gold.
2: Purple. Gold. Yeah. Purple. This is pretty cool. I might have to take this home and start <laughs> talking hey. to the kids through this. Hey, Let's look, see. that's going to be my hearing aid when I go out to Nashville. So that way, yeah. hey, <laughs> hey, people, <laughs> Don't th- it is well, not a <laughs> megaphone. It is a that's hearing
3: an- aid. And, the last thing, and you knew how we how we knew that we were uh, we were immune to Corona. If you've talked through Brian Dill Yeah, <laughs> <If> you've, touched,
2: <laughs>
0: you've
1: touched the megaphone
0: Precisely. or spoken through it. You're
2: good
1: there's no question guys thanks so much appreciate what y'all do Uh, continue the good work and we'll see you at the stadium soon go Pirates baby
0: go Pirates for love and a game what a great episode today of the Pirate Radio Podcast with Troy D and special guests Brian Dilday and Jared Plummer special thanks to our sponsor White Claw Hard Seltzer look for White Claw at your favorite retailer next time you're out shopping white claw hard seltzer available in five fruit flavors two grams of carbs gluten-free and only a 100 calories and nothing tastes quite like it we'll be back very soon with another edition of the pirate radio podcast in the meantime be sure to subscribe to our podcast in your apple store you can also visit our website at pr927fm.com and follow us on social media at pr927fm to keep up with the latest news and information until next time have a great day everyone You have been listening to the Pirate Radio Podcast, brought to you by White Claw Hard Seltzer. Nothing tastes quite like it. Visit whiteclaw.com today. White Claw Hard Seltzer, proudly distributed by Coastal Beverage. Please drink responsibly. The Pirate Radio Podcast is an exclusive presentation by Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation.